0: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes
2: everything.
4: Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com. You can find it there or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
5: This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Pretty much sum up the Monday night football game in one sentence. The Ravens showed up, comma, the Rams didn't, period, stop. A hard stop. That's just the way. You don't lose a game. By the margin, the Rams lost to the Baltimore Ravens if you're trying. They can spin it any way they want. I know Sean McVay, I saw his news conference after the game, and he was in spin cycle mode there because you lose 45-6 to at home. What were you doing all week? Did you practice? You, were, you, were you coloring? Were you finger painting? What, what exactly were the Rams doing instead of preparing for an opponent? I mean, The, the Ravens are not an all-time great team. They're not. Uh, the Rams made them appear to be an all-time great team. I'm not going to push back on that. The Ravens were running around, drinking beer from fans, eating food in the crowd, and slapping the Rams around. And the Rams had no counterpunch. punch. None. They were just a meek little loser. That's what the Rams were. Is that what this franchise has become, a bunch of losers? I mean, you get mollywopped from beginning to end. Loser. This is a curb-stomping situation. Lamar Jackson, you know what he did? He took a bucket, and he had a mop, and he mopped the, the entire Coliseum, the iconic L.A. Memorial Coliseum, which is actually a dump, even though they renovated it. Uh, he mopped the field with the Rams. Is what he did. So let's discuss. Now, the big takeaways here from the Ram Raven game on Monday night you've got the oil painting, the doubting Thomas, and the fireable offense. And we will tie all these things together. Now, hey, I want to start, I'm going to throw a curveball. I'm going to start with Lamar Jackson because my inbox filled up with people reminding me of past comments I have made about Lamar Jackson. And did he put a football clinic on? Yes, absolutely. And have many of you idiots taken notes on everything I've said over the last couple of years about Lamar Jackson? Apparently you have. <laughs> and you loved, you just waited to remind me of my biting, award-winning, late-night radio commentary about the Ravens quarterback. Did I call Lamar Jackson a gimmick quarterback? Yes. Did I say he was a sideshow? 100%. Do I regret making any of those comments? Not at At all. So the fact that you're emailing me, dumb, dumb, and trying to get my blood boiling, it's not working. Okay? I I am not upset at all with those things I said. I'll tell you why. At the time I made those statements, at the time we talked about Lamar Jackson, they were spot on accurate. Right? That was an accurate announcement. Lamar Jackson was a sideshow. He was a gimmick his first year in the NFL. He's not anymore. He's evolved. All right? He's evolved. Congratulations. He skyrocketed Lamar Jackson from a novelty act into a supernova for the Baltimore Ravens. Now, this could also be a short-term supernova, but he put up an oil painting against the Rams. I, I thought at one point in the first half, the officials should have allowed the Rams to have a 12th defender just to see if they could try to get Lamar Jackson to throw an incomplete pass because he had none in the first half. He only had five incompletions the entire game. Averaged, you saw, the, I don't even get it. I mean, He averaged almost nine yards a pass attempt. He was almost 12 yards per rushing attempt. This was the magnum opus of quarterback performances. In, in art parlance, it was a Picasso, a, a Michelangelo, a Rembrandt. I mean, any of the greats, uh, the great painters. H- historically L- Lamar Jackson, right? In this game, did pretty much what everyone. He was like he might as well have been playing the Miami Dolphins or the Cincinnati Bengals, the Rams, who had statistically been the NFL's top. They were the top defense over the last three weeks, three or four weeks as far as points allowed per game and, and several other defensive categories. And they just went over there, and they laid down, and they started sucking their thumb, and they got in the fetal position. I need a blankie. I need my safe space. That was the Rams' defense because the Ravens will punch you in the face. you got to punch back. The Rams had no fight. Gutless, gutless football from the Los Angeles Rams. It's an embarrassment. Have the lambs stopped screaming? I just want to point out, though, as far as I'm going to go back to the art analogy, you know, comparing Lamar Jackson to the great painters of all time historically and all that is a great quote by Andy Warhol, who had a lot of really good quotes. But one of his favorite, one of my favorite quotes of Andy Warhol was he said, an artist is somebody who produces things that people don't need to have. Uh, and that that pretty much applies. To, like you don't really need to have Lamar Jackson, right? I mean, you don't really need to have football. It's fun. It's fun to have football. But he certainly looked like he was playing at a different speed, partially because the Rams, whew, man, again, they didn't didn't show up. They did not show up. The entire Raven offense, they're not as good as that. Uh, they're not because the other team didn't compete. All right, But on this night, a well-built, finely-oiled machine, Mark Ingram rumbling and stumbling and running over Ram defensive players, over 110 yards in a touchdown. And Baltimore treated the Rams like a kid treats a canister of Play Doh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's essentially the Ravens did whatever they wanted. They had 480 yards of offense. The Rams had 221, and much of that in garbage time. They were under 200 yards of offense until the late stages of that game. The Ravens had 31 first downs, the Rams had 14. They controlled the ball, Baltimore did for almost 40 minutes. Now part B of this as we talk here on Fox Sports Radio. So Lamar Jackson uh, I said a couple weeks ago he had not passed Russell Wilson. Now he has. Lamar Jackson with this performance combined with Russell Wilson what stinks. Uh that was his performance in Philadelphia. Lamar Jackson now has zoomed past Russell Wilson in the MVP race. So after this latest week here we're done with week 12 in the NFL. You can put it in the in the in the books. Uh, Lamar Jackson is now in the pole position. Uh, he is in the number one spot. Nevertheless, though, all right. as far as the Ravens as a whole, I am still a doubting Thomas when it comes to the Ravens. I am not convinced yet that the Ravens are this almighty, all-powerful, football juggernaut, a juggernaut that this is going to be the way the Ravens go the rest of the year. I would still take Belichick in Foxborough on a snowy day with that defense to slow down Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Remember what Lamar did? Now I know he was a gimmick in a sideshow last year but what he did against the Chargers in the playoffs and, and so there's going to be that whole will he choke again in the postseason situation. The other thing And I learned this from one of the great philosophers of our time, the great Funhouse, when I was enjoying the Dodgers going on the run only to lose to a cheating Astros team, the A-holes from Houston in the World Series, the Cheaters.
5: I liked him in that spot. I really did.
4: So I learned this from Funhouse. The Ravens are peaking too soon. Okay. They're peaking too soon. They are. Right? You want to be playing at your very peak when the playoffs come around. What the Ravens are doing right now, while it's very impressive, is unsustainable. At some point, things are going to go upside down. It's impossible to play at this level the rest of the season. The, 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 remember, the Ravens, people seem to have forgotten, this team lost to Baker Mayfield and the Browns in Baltimore. This team had to go to overtime to beat Mason Rudolph, Duck Hodges, and the Steelers. Okay? Okay. The Steelers, who just almost lost to the Cincinnati Bengals this past week, they were in a tie game in the fourth quarter. So uh, they still have that in the locker room. They still have that. So to expect a regression to the mean, I think you have to. And We see this all the time. Extreme outcomes are followed by more moderate ones. It happens in sports. It's one of the reasons people bring up the Madden cover jinx. Well, you're on the cover of Madden after you've done something great. You don't normally do things great back-to-back. It doesn't normally happen. That's how that works. But you have the plateau effect. Now, the Ravens play the 49ers in Baltimore. Bet you they wish that was a primetime game. It's not. They play at the Bills, Jets at Browns got the Steelers the rest of the way. Now I'm going to tell you if they beat the 49ers in dominating fashion, if they if they play against Santa Clara the way they did against the Rams, I'll start guzzling the Kool-Aid. I will start selling the Kool-Aid for the Baltimore Ravens. It's not going to happen though. It's not. Uh, and, and the other thing and we point this out, I mean every game you point this out. Lamar Jackson, I'll be uh, I'll be Debbie Downer. Lamar Jackson is doing a high wire act. He is exposing himself to injury more than any other quarterback in the NFL. Eventually, it, it might not happen next week, but it's going to happen. Snap, crackle, pop goes the quarterback. Uh, yeah, he's heading down Humpty Dumpty Road, uh, Lamar Jackson is. It's just historically, this is how that works. You, you, The more hits you expose yourself to, the more likely you are. Uh, To get hit. Now, the last thing here, the other side, the Rams—the better story in the losing locker room, total embarrassment. Uh, If I owned the Rams, heads would roll. Uh, The Ravens took the football the first six times and scored touchdowns on all six drives, and 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 all of those drives were seven plus plays, sixty plus yard drives in a supposed hostile environment on the road, Lamar Jackson, as we pointed out, he did not have an incomplete pass in the first half. The Rams played scared. They played like a bunch of cowards, spineless cowards. They were not prepared to play. Uh, Jared Goff is a dirty diaper, all right? This is what Jared Goff is. (laughs) And I tried to warn these idiots that run the Rams. They did not listen to me. They did not. And now they're stuck with this guy. And they're going to have to try to hide the most important position on the field, the quarterback. Like, I'm not at the point where the Rams, it's over, you know, sky is falling. The, the I don't, the, People are so obsessed with these first-round draft picks. The Rams have effed up so many first-round draft picks over the years. How about you hit some fourth- and fifth-round draft picks? How about that? It seems like Belichick there with the Patriots does pretty good with third, fourth, fifth, sixth round picks. You're able to find players. But this is the worst loss in Rams history at the LA Memorial Coliseum. Put a lot of football there back in the day before they skedaddled off to Anaheim. And St. Louis, but somewhere in a graveyard, Deacon Jones and Merlin Olsen are spinning in their graves, thinking about that performance by the Rams. I mean, please. Now, it's no state secret what the Ravens are going to do. You know when you go against the Ravens. There's plenty of tape on the Ravens. Wade Phillips is a very nice guy, coaching legend, but that was a disgraceful job by Wade Phillips. Somebody's got to be held accountable. Now, I said if I owned the team, heads would roll. You know the first guy i get rid of? Eric Weddle. You're fired. Gone. Get out of here. Go play for the Ravens. You love the Ravens. Get the F out of L.A. Go play for the Ravens. Human sacrifice. This weasel, this weasel, Eric Weddle, former Raven safety, refused to open the book of secrets and spill the beans on the Ravens. Showing loyalty, more loyalty to his former employer than his current employer. Treason! Fireable offense. Fire him! Ironically, as a source in Baltimore told me, Eric Weddle desperately did not want to leave Baltimore. He wanted to stay in the Crab City. Guess what? They didn't want him back. The Ravens found somebody better. And this... Dum dum, Eric Weddle goes to the Rams. Fire him. You suck anyway. You can lose games. You're fired. By this margin, you can can get rid of Eric Weddle and lose games 45 to 6. Okay? You can put me in the secondary and you will lose games 45 to 6. Even better, because I'll try. It didn't look like he was trying. All right, now it's appropriate. The Rams wore their. Bright yellow uniforms there. Special bright neon uniforms there because they played like urine. So it's appropriate they looked like they played. They looked like urine. They played like urine. That's the Rams.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the
1: iHeartRadio app. At bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
0: There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now.
2: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
0: Hi, checking in for...
2: Or the perfect table.
0: Hey, where are you?
2: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card.
0: Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it.
2: And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
6: The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin.
4: So here we are together again this hour in the Magic Radio Box. And before we get to the coaching cry, baby, the big story there, Monday night football, as this was uh, it, it really indecent. The, they should have stopped the game at halftime. The Rams chose not to show up. The Ravens running rough shot all over. <laughs> The Rams, one of the marketing slogans of the Rams is uh, our house. Uh, They like to say our house. You know, it's, of course, their house is an outhouse, the way they performed there in that game. But I'm going to get carried away here, and I I will try not to. But Eric Weddle, uh, Eric Weddle, who is a former Baltimore Raven. Now, I've already – spilled my guts. Uh, I've spilled my guts on Eric Weddle last hour, but did you see his quote? I just saw a quote here. This is what Eric Weddle had to say. Now, the Rams lost the game by 39 points. They lost the game at home by 39 points to the Baltimore Ravens, and when Lamar Jackson was in the game, every time the Ravens had the ball, they went down and scored a touchdown. They matriculated the ball down the field, and Eric Weddle, what he said in the context of what this scumbag did prior to the game, okay, Uh, is fascinating to me. So Eric Weddle said, quote, I'm at a loss for words. I never thought in a million years we'd get completely destroyed, was the quote. Now the reason I bring this up is because prior to the game, Eric Weddle, who had all kinds of notes and information on the Baltimore Ravens because he had played in Baltimore, chose to zip his lips. The chutzpah, first of all. The chutzpah of Eric Weddle I can't believe it. I'm at a loss for words. You were also at a loss for words before the game, dum dumb. That's why you lost by 39 <laughs> points. Retire. You quit on. Se- I saw this guy quit on several plays. All right. Either you're too old, you're whatever it is. Do something else. Go get a real job somewhere. Stop. Luger. The Rams can get some other stiff out of the XFL who can run around and not spill secrets. You're a bum. All right? Neither. Stop. You were good years ago. You're a bum now. Go away. All right? Go to the hollow earth with that guy in Mississippi and hang out in the hollow earth. Right, moving on. Uh, so, the the NFL coaching crybaby. Now, in the fallout from the football weekend, one of the storylines here, and we mentioned it briefly over our, our previous show, uh, we we have some rage from the coaches' room. It involves the very cantankerous and always disgruntled Head coach in New Orleans, Sean Payton. Now, Sean Payton, if you missed the Saints game over the weekend, you might have missed this, the Saints-Panthers game. He was outraged, uh, the Saints coach. He made a ton of noise. We know what happened in the offseason, right? He, he pushed for the replay review system, for pass interference. He complained enough that he got what he wanted and, and he is still acting Sean Payton like a malcontent. Uh, Payton is exasperated by how things have gone so far this season. In fact, one of the quotes he said said, the bar, I know it's higher than I expected, but I'm not surprised by how uh, this, uh," but he says, I am surprised rather by how this has unfolded. That's a quote from uh, Sean Payton. Now, Payton also questioned, the czar of officiating, Al Riveron, and his role in replay. And then he tossed out a wild solution. Sean Payton believes he knows what will fix the NFL replay problem. You know what it is? He wants a panel to review penalty calls. He wants a blue ribbon panel. So instead of one person, he wants three people to come in and adjudicate these penalty calls. Now, let's discuss the question. Sean Payton, adding two more officials to the decision-making process and replay challenges, good idea or bad idea? Not only is it a bad idea, it is a repulsively stupid idea. They ought to suspend him for another season, Sean Payton, just for thinking of this. He should suspend. They should suspend him for another year. My observations: You've got the therapist, red tape, and nachos and hot dogs, and we will combine all these things uh, together. Now, number one, uh, number, number one, one. Uh, number one. So, Sean Payton needs to take a page out of Aaron Rodgers' playbook and relax. Remember that famous quote years ago from Rodgers, R-E-L-A-X, relax. Your team choked in the NFC title game. It doesn't matter how much you whine and complain. It's not going to change the outcome. That's not the official's fault. You had a field goal lead, Mr. Payton, with seconds left. Your defense, your vaunted defense, could not stop Jared Goff and the Rams from driving down the field, getting into field goal range. You then... Sean Payton got the ball first in overtime in that NFC Championship game with your Hall of Fame quarterback, Drew Brees, who then vomited and threw an interception. And unlike the Astros, who used trash cans, buzzers, and whistles, the Rams didn't cheat in the NFC Championship game. So now, Sean Payton, here we are, all these months later, and Sean Payton is still going Alpha Charlie on the officiating. So I would advise him to get a therapist and take some meds. That's what I would advise him to do here. Just chill out, man. Chill out a little. Right? He demanded a new rule. Correct? We all agree on that. Sean Payton wanted this. He got what he wanted. Correct? Right? He demanded a new rule. The NFL said, okay, we will capitulate. We will give you the new rule. Now he doesn't like it. And so Payton wants the NFL to be more like boxing and horse racing. In what world is it a good idea to mimic boxing and horse racing? <laughs> now, let me explain. Uh, Mallory, you're talking out of your tookies. Let me explain. So the argument for more replay officials, they have one that decides whether or not the call stands or gets overturned. They, the idea would be to copy boxing and horse racing. Horse racing has multiple stewards to review those photo finishes and all that. They have multiple stewards. Look at that. We know boxing. Uh, They have multiple judges. Let's go to the judges' scorecards and all that. So Sean Payton's like, well, we should be more like boxing and horse racing. Now, the second thing, the NFL, what they should do here is they should counter this, act like adults, and put their foot down. Enough is enough. Sean Payton continues to suffer from this psychosis. With the Saints, he's disconnected from reality. And we can buy him a nice pacifier with the Saints logo on it. We'll put that Saints logo on it there, and, and Sean Payton can enjoy that. And maybe he'll stop foaming at the mouth. Uh, maybe he'll stop doing that. But Payton and the Saints franchise, has they've, they've worked themselves into a lather here over the officiating. And the NFL's mantra, here's my advice. Less is more. When in doubt, throw it out. I learned that when I took some training classes years ago. When in doubt, throw it out. When it comes to instant replay, and if Sean Payton really loves boxing, and horse racing so much, I have some free advice. You know what Sean Payton should do? He should leave the New Orleans Saints, resign immediately, and go get a job in boxing or go get a job in horse racing. God knows they need him, right? There's there's no need at all to add more red tape, more bureaucracy to a sport, the NFL, which has already been bogged down by replay. Right? We have enough. Think of all the boardroom politics going on in the NFL as it is. And stop. And we we don't need the bankers and the bureaucrats getting involved in these these replays there. And the officials are fallible. Mistakes are going to happen. You can't micromanage them completely out of the game, even if you use advanced intelligence. Right? Even if you take that in, it's not gonna be perfect because someone has to set that stuff up. It's the human element in all this. Final point. So Sean Payton. I assume the position will continue to move the goalposts. He's never going to be satisfied unless the Saints get every call. Now, the Saints' their latest complaint is that they're the they're being punished by the officials, that they're they're getting called for more penalties than the other teams. In fact, I think they have actually been called for more penalties than the other teams. But they think there's a correlation between that and the fact that the Saints bitched all off season and complained about the the rule book, that that's some some justice, some NFL justice. But uh, the Saints, like I said, Sean Payton's not going to be satisfied. The NFL could add two more replay officials, and calls are still going to get botched. Look at boxing judges, right? How many times do you watch a fight, back when they used to have big pay-per-view fights, and there'd be some corrupt judge, and there's no corrupt sport more uh, out there than the Olympics. They use multiple judges also. So and why stop at three? Why not? You know, most juries historically have been have been composed of what twelve jurors, right? There's twelve jurors. I always wonder why there's twelve and not like thirteen. Shouldn't there be an odd number so there's no there's no hung jury? But they uh, they always want the the twelve jurors. But uh, why stop at at three? Why not have a, a blue ribbon panel sitting around? The, I I know what they can do. They can sit around in New York, and they can eat nachos and hot dogs, and they can then wait for the phone to ring and get called into action. And we'll take out the microscope and we'll be splitting hairs. And then, you know, the, that's the nature of the beast, right? The devil's in the details, as they say. All right. It's so the Ben Maller show on Fox. If you'd like to be part, the lines are open. You can join the festivities. And we're also available on Twitter at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller, And you can join. The fun. Uh, Let's go to Big Jacks in Kansas City, who is next here on Fox. Hello, Big Jacks.
3: Big Ben. How you feeling there, brother?
4: You're cashing a golden ticket, by the way. I want to point that out. You are cashing a golden ticket.
3: I am, definitely. I just want to go ahead and holler at you a bit tonight. You know, uh, yeah, uh, my brother, my brother, in gallbladder surgery. I had that surgery. Oh, you did. You had that. Ago.
4: Yeah. Okay. And and you you're fine, right? You're living your life. Yeah, I'm good. And, yeah. No. no Absolutely. As a matter okay.
3: of fact, being Thanksgiving time, I'm uh, up late tonight smoking turkeys, getting them ready for people for Thanksgiving. So nice. I can't wait, brother. Smelling so, like hickory smoke. Definitely oh, it sounds
4: you know. sounds wonderful to me, man. That's a beautiful yeah. thing. A smoked turkey.
3: Outstanding. Oh man, outstanding. Juicy and good. So I can't wait. And, you know, uh, I really didn't want to call and talk about what you said about Lamar Jackson, but I'm going to tell you about what I said, and I told you that he is the one of these young quarterbacks that I did not want to have to see again. And that was after the Chiefs beat, went out there and beat him. Uh, but if this kid, as he has developed the ability to get the ball downfield as an actual thrower, the threat that he poses to run the ball Opens up the rest of the offense for these guys, and now they seem to be playing a little bit of inspired defense as well. Uh, so, this team is going to be awfully dangerous going into the playoffs. I'm telling you that.
4: Well, they're the number two seed right now, but the question is can this be sustainable? I am still a skeptic about that. But listen, Lamar Jackson, the way he's played lately, he's better than Michael Vick ever was. Michael Vick wasn't that good as a passing quarterback. Lamar Jackson, over this last stretch of games, what is it? The last, now he didn't have an interception in the game Monday night. So the last, what is it? Last four games, he's got 13 touchdowns and no interceptions over the last four games. That's insane.
3: That's absolutely And that's, nasty. that includes
4: the Patriots, the uh yeah. who else do they play? The the obviously the Rams here and I think the Texans are in that too. So Yep. Yep,
3: yeah. they yeah. would be definitely. So yeah, I'm just telling you man, you know, Deshaun Jackson or or Baker Mayfield, hell, this year even Patrick Mahomes, uh none of these guys is doing what this kid's able to do. Uh again, you know, uh, as much as I love Patrick, he's nowhere near the threat to actually run the ball at any moment, and that changes. You know, they got a spy on him. You know, that that opens up the field for everybody else. So yeah, but Mahomes uh,
4: since Mahomes came back though, he has not been the same. He's not had the same gusto since he came back after missing all those games. He's he's been okay, but he's not. It he hasn't been the same dominant guy that he had
3: been. Well, you know, I think these guys, he's he, they people too many people discount the running game and you know, Lamar not only presents as another, as, a, as another running back, but then you've actually got Mark Ingram in there running the ball, so it's like a play-action pass on every single down, no matter what happens. Uh, you've got to have somebody there to be responsible for the run, and uh, that makes it real, real hard to uh, uh, defense these guys, and, you know, Patrick, Patrick will still be fine. I mean, Pat put up a 430-yard four, game uh, against Tennessee and lost, so uh, this team has a Number of problems, and hopefully they'll find a way to get it figured out. Of course, I'm always down with my cheese, babe. So, yeah, you're down hey, with man, that I appreciate and, the time.
4: And, and how many How many turkeys are you smoking to give you? Because Thanksgiving's only a couple days away here. So, what are we looking at? How many?
3: Yeah, I'm looking at five or six total right now. Wow. So, wow. yeah. So, so I've how many know. hours?
5: How many hours
4: does it take to smoke? That's our turkey? chef cooking with Roberto. Checking how many that. hours does it take to smoke one turkey?
3: Uh, usually, you, what I do is put about five, six hours worth of really good smoke on it, and, and then take it into the uh, oven and let it finish actually cooking off. Uh, you know, so you know, like I had a twenty-four pound turkey today, uh, one of the ones I had, and uh, I put about, I put about six good, strong hours of real good smoke on him, uh, and then now, you know, I finished him off in that oven, and boy. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Yeah. Somebody's going to be happy. Nice. So, hey, man, you guys have all a great right. Thanksgiving, man. All right.
4: Thank you. You too, Big Jacks. We'll, I'll be doing live shows all this week. Here. Me and Roberto will be here all this week with live radio shows. This is a big football day on Thanksgiving. We'll be here to react to it after the games and before the games, nonstop. Nonstop you know, the next turkey he's going to be putting in there is Jared Goff. He'll be roasting <laughs> uh, Jared Goff. Uh, that's what Big Jacks will be doing here coming up momentarily.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
1: At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
6: The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're
2: listening. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
0: Hi, checking in for...
2: Or the perfect table.
0: Hey, where are you?
2: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card...
0: Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it.
2: And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
0: If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zyn. Find your Zyn online or in a store near you at That's Zyn.com/find. That's Z Y N.com/find. Warning: This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
5: It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled.
4: coop Dalu. loop
8: Ben, after the loss to the Patriots and Jerry Jones' comments, a report surfaced that if uh, Garrett was to be let go and the Giants were to move on from Pat Shermer, that the Giants would be Garrett's preferred destination. Now, I know that you think Garrett will stay in Dallas, but if he were to get the boot, do you see him in New York?
4: No, absolutely not. I mean, Jason Garrett would take the job in a, ironically, a New York minute. Uh, Absolutely, but no. Hey, the Giants. First of all, they have to have the stones to fire Pat Shermer. The guy is one of the worst coaches in NFL history in this era, and he must play a lot of golf, Pat Shermer, because his teams are always in a sand trap. The Giants always seem to be in the rough. Uh, with him as the coach, and and B, if I'm the Giants, why would you go down Jason Garrett Highway? He he spent the last year of his playing career as an assistant coach with the Giants. That was like 20 years ago. You might as well go out and hire Marvin Lewis. I would feel more confident if I was the Giants hiring Marvin Lewis than Jason Garrett, if, if all things are equal here. This is a guy who was Jerry Jones' sock puppet, and has continued to be the sock puppet, Jason Garrett, for Jerry Jones. You're going to bring in a guy in the division from a division rival. The the Cowboys will send first-class airfare for Jason Garrett to go, if Jerry Jones is wise, to go coach the Giants in New Jersey. Listen, Jason Garrett's a nice guy. He's simply not a good head coach. That's it.
8: Next! Last week I asked you if the uh, the Colts could hold off the Texans yes. in the AFC South. A great question. They couldn't. Um, but now the better question the, is, are the Titans actually a legitimate threat to steal the division?
4: Well, the Colts actually covered the spread. But it, th- listen, the Titans are- It doesn't are matter m- if they
8: cover the spread. Like, it does. I bet on the place. game.
4: It does matter. I, I want some money on that. But it is a remote possibility. All right? It, it, the Titans mathematically are in a really good situation. Ryan Tannehill is playing above his skill set here. And you figure at some point, much like Lamar Jackson is going to come back to Earth, you figure Ryan Tannehill will come back to Earth. But until that happens, the Titans have a shot to crash the party in that division. If you look at the math, Titans are 6-5. and five. they got the same record as the Colts. They're one game back of the Texans in the loss column. Secondly, the Titans actually control their destiny in the division. They have five games left, including both games against the Texans, home and road. They play at Indy. That's this weekend. They play at the Raiders in the home stretch, and they also have a home game in there against the New Orleans Saints. So the Titans, if they simply beat up on the Texans, win those two games, they need the Texans to lose to the Patriots this weekend to help them out because you figure the Titans will lose to the Saints down the line. But, yeah, there is absolutely a path there. The problem is Ryan Tannehill – Uh, Again, you're expecting him to start playing like Ryan Tannehill, so that's why I still have them in the long shot category because Ryan Tannehill's magic carriage at some point is going to turn back into a pumpkin at midnight next!
8: Ben, the Blazers aren't having a great season. Well, uh, you tell me, they beat the Bulls. Carmelo Anthony, come on! Yeah, well, and, and ironically enough, that that one win vaulted them up a couple spots in the Western Conference. But they're yeah. still they're still like in tenth place in the Western Conference. Sure. Uh, ben, Damian Lillard is urging fans not to panic. He said, "quote Just watch. You've seen this movie before." Yeah. Ben, are you uh, holding off on the panic button for the Blazers?
4: You know, Coop, you've been with me a long time. I always advise hitting the panic button and then asking questions. I always panic, 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 and then ask questions later. Here's the thing on the Blazers. Uh, First of all, it doesn't matter if the fans don't freak out because the Blazer front office has already hit the panic button. It looks like Carmelo Anthony. That's how the panic button is shaped. You don't bring in Carmelo Anthony unless it's desperation time in the Pacific Northwest. Now, I do believe in the wounded bear. Like, the wounded bear is the most dangerous animal because it's, it's going to fight back and fight for his life. I just don't believe the Blazers are making anyone around the Clippers or the Lakers sweat in the Western Conference. And secondly, Damian Lillard, he needs to get back to playing. He's got this bad back. He's missed a bunch of time here. He also ought to pass out some smelling salts to wake up some of his teammates there with the Blazers that have been underachieving. But at this moment, the Blazers are a pretender. They're certainly not a contender, and we'll see if they assume they play better. They can't play this bad all year but they're going to have to play like some past Portland teams, and they're going to have to scrap and claw and fight and all that. The problem is they have the two biggest poster boys for lethargic play in the NBA. Hassan Whiteside and Carmelo Anthony are at the top of the list of lazy. They're floating on the lazy river. They'd much rather take a nap than, uh, than work on their game. So good luck. All right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? You pass again, man. Another win! Another win!
5: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: Hit that button right
5: over there. Now, <laughs> Mallard's Mountain of Money. Good
2: Lord, that's a lot of money.
5: Do you have what it takes to get to the top? Probably not.
4: All right, let's do it. Here we go. It is time now for Mallers Mountain of Money. Let's meet our contestant, the Charles Schultz edition of Mallers Mountain of Money. We've got Jason in the truck. Hello, Jason. Driving around Massachusetts. Hello, Jason. What's up, Ben? How are you tonight? Welcome in, Jason. You ready to do this, Jace?
6: Sure,
4: I am. All right, all right. Where, where are you headed? Uh,
8: actually, I'm heading home. I just got out of work.
4: Oh, okay. Very cool.
8: You might remember me from such calls as the Red Sox beat up on your Houston Astros. and
4: Yeah. Oh, some of the great yeah. calls in the history of sports radio were made by Jason in the truck. And there we go. Yeah. All right. Oh, hold on a second. Uh, Jason in the truck, and we will have, who else do we have here? Let's uh, say Brian in Washington. Hello, Brian.
5: Hello, how are you, sir?
4: If I was any better, I'd be a Ram, but not an L.A. Ram, because they suck.
5: Uh, not today would be a good day to be a Ram. That's no. for certain.
4: All right, Brian, what do you do for a living, Brian?
5: I'm a server, bartender, waiter at a place in a little beautiful town called Leavenworth, Washington. Leavenworth,
4: oh, there's a famous prison in uh, the other Leavenworth, but not. Uh, well, uh, it's not that one. I'm on the other
5: side of the hills. Yeah, I understand.
4: Uh, I understand, Brian. All right, <laughs> we're very good. Hold on a sec. Let's go back to Jason in the truck. Jason, who would you like to partner up with here on this edition of Mallers Mountain of Money? Um, I'll take you, Big Ben. All right, it's a good job by you, Jason. We're gonna win this thing. Hold on a sec, there, Brian. Who do you want to partner up with, Eddie, Roberto, or Coop Deloup? Brian, yes, sir. Oh boy.
8: Oh God. Uh-oh.
4: All right, Brian. Who do you want to partner up with to play the game, Brian?
8: What do I got for choices?
5: Uh-oh. I'll I'll partner with anybody and whoever you feel comfortable Uh-oh. with.
4: Line line one. All right. line one will work hey, certainly brian i think you should go to bed i'm gonna hang up i love you brian but you should go to bed <laughs> all right mike coming out of the bullpen mike in vegas hello mike hey
5: ben how you feeling man
4: you're a smart man not to hang up because you, you were in the bullpen and we've called you in as you're a long reliever here who would you like to partner up with mike what, what do you do for a living by the way
5: Uh, You know what I do for a living? I live a good life. That's right. uh, make a few bucks at whatever I can do. Oh, I
4: remember you. All right, Mike, who do you want to partner up with here? Uh, coop the loop All right. It's a bad job by you. You know that. Uh, You already got picked. What's that? I said you already got picked. No, I know, but it's still a bad job to pick you. All right. (laughs) All right, let's go By back. Way, it's Boogaloo. Now, what are the categories here? What do we have again? What All right, we... this is the Charles Scholes edition. Uh, right?
8: creator of Peanuts. He would have been 97 years old today. Oh, 97. Wow. Yes, the categories are Charlie Brown, Snoopy, Lucy, and Schroeder.
4: All right, uh, JC, we're on first, so pick the category. What do you want to start with?
7: Snoopy,
1: the Red Baron.
4: All right, we will start with Snoopy and Mike in Vegas and Koopa Loop. What do you guys want? What do you want, Mike?
5: Oh, we'll go with uh, uh, uh sh- with uh, Snoopy. Oh no my we God! No.
4: <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> we already have some. You want? You want? How about? Uh, how about Lucy? We'll give you Lucy. You want Lucy? Uh, give me Lucy. All, uh, right. Give me Lucy. All, right. all right, You got Lucy. All right, <laughs> oh you Lucy Lord. Goosey. I love Should this Should a drunk guy? This will be good. All right, now Mike's not. I don't know what's going on, on, All right, we're we're gonna have Mallory's amount of money in its entirety. Time permitting, we just wasted five good minutes. We'll get to that. We'll do it next.
5: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
4: And right to it we go. It's Maller's amount of money, the Charles Schultz edition, and the teams are set. We've got Jason in the truck. He's teamed up with me, Ben, and Mike in Vegas is with Koopa Loop. Let me punch the right line up there. We'll put Mike on the air. All right, everyone's good to go. And the category we picked here, uh, you picked is Snoopy, Jason in the truck. So we're going to do the Snoopy category. These are some of the most loyal athletes. We'll put 45 seconds on the clock. We need the first and last name, Mike, all right? Okay. All right, here we go. Wait, you have Jason. What? What? what uh, Jason. Jason, go ahead, Jason. Here we go. Here right. we go. Uh, the captain, number two for the Yankees, retired a couple years ago. Shortstop. Derek Peter Correct. Uh, the big fundamental for the San Antonio Spurs, the center for those great Spurs teams. Out of Wakeham. Correct. Oh, boy. The other All guy's right. answering, too. Uh, number 33 for the Celtics out of French Lick Indian. Larry Bird. That is correct. Uh, he's got the gap tooth with the Giants. He's on TV now. Former defense. Michael Strahan. Correct. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers Super Bowl MVP uh, from South Korea. South Korea was the MVP of the Super Bowl. Pass. All right, uh Cincinnati Reds Shortstop Hall of Famer in the 90s, number 11 for the Reds? Pete Rose? No. Um, Rockies <laughs> first baseman, former Tennessee quarterback. Oh boy. <sighs> yeah, Pete um, Rose is not in the Hall of Fame, by the way. Uh, that, yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a, that's a Barry point. Barry Larkin and Heinz oh. Heinz Ward, Ward. Hines Ward. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and also Todd Helton. Oh. I started to get to try to get to Todd Helton. Oh, so all right, I think that was 100 points, right? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, 100 right? points. All right.
8: Okay. All right, Mike, uh, we have the category Lucy. Uh, these athletes uh, were or are considered bullies. Uh, 45 seconds on the clock. Let's go. Uh, his airness. Yeah. The, the,
4: the, <laughs> the
8: The greatest basketball player of all time. Uh, Michael Jordan. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, the boxer that bit off Evander of Holyfield's ear.
6: Tyson, Mike
8: Tyson. Yes, uh, the big ticket. Uh, he played for the Timberwolves forever. Then he went to the Celtics and won championship with them.
5: Uh, um, um, uh, Garnett. Uh,
8: um, pass. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, the uh, white-haired coach that has temper tantrums. He throws chairs.
3: Um. Uh, Bobby body night.
8: Yes. Oh wow. Um, the uh, white offensive lineman.
4: No. Oh. he
8: was never going to get
4: that. Could be anybody. The white offensive lineman. All yeah. right. Uh, Se- I, wasn't, I wasn't finished. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. White offensive
7: lineman. Seventy points, and it was Kevin
4: Garnett Great. that you did not get. All right. Well, goody, Coop. You get to go next, Mike. You've got Charlie Brown or Schroeder. Charlie Brown okay go ahead coop Charlie all
8: Brown. right uh, these athletes have played for a lovable loser uh 45 seconds let's go um Air Canada he played for the Raptors he's still playing in the NBA he's like 40 something.
4: Uh Gasol Pal Gasol No um, <laughs> No uh, Mark Gasol No no it's not
8: it's not a Gasol yeah, Fred Gasol It's not a Gasol Uh uh well, m- 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 one of the most famous cubs of all time he had a corked bat he he he's like white now but he never he was g- <laughs> Wow uh, uh Sammy Sosa Yeah wow, you got that right uh, Best best quarterback ever for the Browns
1: Um
7: a pass. Oh, oh no! <laughs> you need one more to get into the lead, Coop. Mister Cub. Uh, hurry back. He's in yeah. the lead. You're in the lead. Eddie's uh, cheering.
8: Best running that. back He's for cheering. the Jaguars ever. No, no. All right, we hurry up. You got a
4: fifty-point lead. All right, go Ben. What are we doing, Schroeder? Yes. I mean, these athletes have all been known to play the piano. Here we go. Uh, he is the admiral for the San Antonio Spurs back in the day. Pass. Pass. Uh-oh. All right. Uh, te- tennis player in Vegas, eight grand slams out at a, at a Vegas, a tennis player. Last pitcher to win 30 games for the Detroit Uh-oh. Tigers. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, come on. Don't you, uh, uh, Come on. I his, know that, too. Piston, Magic, Small Ford, played at Duke in the 90s. Isaiah Thomas.
7: No. Uh-oh. No. You're going to lose. Slap. Yes. Oh my God. God. win. No. Yes, oh, yes, my God like we did it. right. That's,
1: That's, That's BS. If you dare.